Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. You are listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, they've dropped the name Moonshot Pact. They now call it a multi-party charter. And this is the multi-parties, uh, or at least opposition parties, hoping to unseat the ANC in next year's elections. What's interesting about this, and all the parties that are part of it, of course, the ACDP, the IFP, the uh, Democratic Alliance, Action SA, all of these parties are having these, these chats. But I am convinced there's a great sense of naivete in the room. Because this certainly would, would, will numerically not succeed without the EFF, right? They can't possibly unseat the ANC without the EFF. Let's say the ANC dips to 45%, which would be consistent with the local government elections national count, the outcome thereof in 2000 and what was it, 2020, 2021? Yeah, if it were to be consistent with that, right? 40, 45%. Let's say the ANC, the EFF holds at the level of the national election outcome of 2019 that they had, which is 10%. Let's, let's say the ANC and the EFF form a coalition, or the EFF chooses to vote with the ANC or for the ANC presidential candidate. That would be a 55% voter count. Not nearly enough. Uh, for uh, At least not low enough for the opposition parties that form this multi-party uh, this multi-party charter to unseat. They simply do not have the numbers as yet. Maybe they hope to have the numbers. They certainly wouldn't have the numbers. I mean, they're as a collective less than 40%, right? But let's say they do get pushed up to 45%. Let's say they, as a collective, are sitting at 40%. They campaign really well. Their collective uh, voter share would be 45%. And they would un, they would be in, in you know having a lot more representation in parliament, but still not enough to get rid of the ANC. So what then will they achieve if not the unseating of the ANC? And that perhaps is the first question to ask. What will they be able to achieve with their collective power short of unseating the ANC? Sandy Leswana, who's a political analyst, joins me for this conversation. Um, really, really do appreciate it. Uh, Sandile, good evening. Uh, good evening, Oliver. Yeah. W- w- what will these people achieve, the, uh, the multi-party charter, as they call themselves now? Short of unseating the ANC, what will they potentially achieve? What could they possibly achieve? Yeah. Look, um, the, the difficulty that they confront uh, maybe let's talk about the opportunity first. Uh, the opportunity that any other party other than the ANC has is that in the last election, for instance, here in Houten, the ANC got 50.19%. They, they got a very narrow majority. You know. So we've always known that in 2024, there's a good chance that the ANC won't win the outright majority. It will need to go into coalition, and, and that pattern is likely to continue for many years to come uh, because it has been declining decisively. Now, that idea applies to the nation as well because from 
2004, when they were close to 70%, to now they are at 55%. So their chances of, I mean, they are at 55 but in the last poll, in the last election local government, they went to 45 Yeah. So that is the big opportunity. But that opportunity becomes workable if the alternative parties band together, all of them, without banning anybody. So, so far from what I am reading, they've banned the EFF from, uh, uh, they've banned the EFF, they've banned ACDP, they've banned the PA, PA. And, and they, I think the DA even produced a list of enemies. Uh, of parties that should not be voted for. And those parties are, are, are therefore not part of this convention. So the, the actual electoral success of this um, multi-party uh, coalition, whatever you want to call it now, is, is remote. It, it's remote that they can actually displace what they have created. What they have created is the EFF ANC alliance at this juncture. That is what they've created by banning these other parties. So the other parties are stronger than them. Clear outright. Yeah. These parties have got at about thirty five percent and for them to get to fifty plus one it will take a miracle of God. Yeah. Can the ANC at this stage reliably depend on the support of the prospective support of the ANC, of the EFF. I ask this because it spells out a lot for the potential success of the multi-party coalition, the, multi, the multi-party charter. The, the choices of the EFF are limited, except if the other parties, uh, let's say, for instance, the likes of the Mashaba, and others, and Kumede himself, who is the chairperson of this multi-party convention, is able to convince those who are inside the coalition and that the DA is not the owner of this multi-party coalition, yeah. uh, that, because that was the problem, uh, because the owner can chase people away uh, and has a right to chase people away. So once the DA is dispossessed of ownership, then there is a chance that the EFF can be called into that side. Then your question will be, if the ANC is at 45%, uh, who else will stay with the ANC uh, for it to get uh, the other Is, is that at all that possible? So even if the DA is stripped of its quote-unquote ownership of this conversation in this forum, the DA has made it quite clear, John Stianazen in his... Um, Maiden speech as as the officially elected leader of the Democratic Alliance made it clear that the EFF is the DA's number one enemy. He didn't even say the ANC. He set his target very straight on the EFF. Surely the existence of these two parties in a single forum is irreconcilable. The, in politics, uh, you must remember that a lot of people who are in the UDF and uh, PAC and and everything and every every other place uh, never thought there would be hugs between an apartheid president and the president of the ANC. Uh, and Mandela proved that it can be done. So in politics, 
you, you, you don't make deals with your friends. You, 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 unfortunately, a lot of your effort has got to be deals you make with the people you disagree with. So before the election of 2024, you can identify enemies, but at a later stage, you could find you in bed with them. Uh, yeah. It's just the way politics is. Uh, and the EFF has said that, look, guys, we can be there. The likes of Mashaba were working very well with the EFF in Johannesburg. Unfortunately, the DA got sick, very sick of that, and connived with the ANC to kick Mashaba out if Mashaba's resume is to be deleted. So the DA ownership, the DA seeing itself as a principal, a, a registered political party that can ban other registered political parties from politics, is actually a problem. And I think this convention has highlighted that if you are listening to the opening speeches of all these guys, there were some who made it clear that we have not come here to identify enemies. We have not come here to exclude anybody. So the ACDPs of this world and so on and so forth might be offered an attractive deal to come back into it, the UDMs and so on. Then, then there may be then that could be there. And let me make this point, which needs to be made, I think is that the, the dominant part of this coalition is actually the right to the parties, if you might call them that. Um, but nobody's ever going to win an election in South Africa without the black vote. You yeah. need the black vote. Uh, and, and if you don't have a credible strategy of how you are going to be a credible party to the black majority of South Africa, then you are joking. You are not, you're not in politics. Is, is is there a party that can offer that? Uh, can the IFP offer that in that in that uh, charter? They have not uh, offered that in many years. I mean, if you are looking at the percentages that they do get, you know, most of the time they are closer to to one percent, five percent. They've never been able to build serious support outside of KZN. I don't think that even threatened to win a municipality in Gaudi in all these years. Yeah. But there is a changing tide about what is defined as the black vote and what black, uh, the black electorate interests are, right? It's not monolithically as it was, say, 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Yes, it is about bread and butter issues, but there seems to be ideological uh, events tied to the bread and butter issue. For instance... Anti, uh, anti-migrant sentiment rings very strongly amongst the disenfranchised because they believe, uh, as they visually are able to observe, that it is the inclusion of foreign nationals in the low-skilled uh, uh, labor force, labor market, that is to their detriment and exclusion. And therefore, their poverty many disenfranchised South Africans will tell you, is as a result in the zero-sum game of economics uh, of the presence of Malawians and Mozambicans in South Africa's low-skills labor force. And so they're looking for a party, a home that speaks that sort of language, that affirms that sort of uh, rhetoric and ideological positioning. And many parties don't seem to offer that, that, carry the quote-unquote black vote. The IFP doesn't speak that language. The EFF speaks against that language very effectively. And the ANC kind of is silent on it, right? 
but would never seemingly take a position that is viewed as Afrophobic or even xenophobic. The only parties that seem to do that are parties such as Action SA and the Patriotic Alliance. Are they not strong enough to galvanize what you now define as the black vote? Well, I, I, I think that this issue of foreigners and so on, it's, it's very tricky. Uh, and, and it's, a, as you probably correctly point out, a, an issue of the lower class, if I could call them that. And unfortunately, as an economic, an economic and a political phenomenon, it happens during times of economic distress, such as in South Africa, where the macroeconomy has been mismanaged by the governing party. Whether you are talking the UK or the European Union and so on, the issue of xenophobia is preceded by serious mismanagement of the economy by the ruling elite. And after it has been exercised, um, you still find that you end up being short of, of labor, uh, like the UK right now, uh, 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 that you, you close out those lower income groups and you, you find that you're short of those very people that you thought were taking those jobs away, uh, and then you have to bring them back. So that issue is, is largely peripheral. I mean, the issue of, for instance, the fact that black children at standard two level or grade four level cannot read for meaning cannot count, have got nothing to do with foreigners. And that issue is very relevant as to whether you are going to be able to make bread and butter later on in life, and so on and so forth. So so I don't think that issue is key. From the time of Chabombe, when they, when they reach almost 70%, the ANC reach 70%, there are so many other services. One research, I think it's Franz Cognier, who said during the Mbeki presidency, they were building... 12 houses for every shed that came out. Had they made that they actually maintained that place, place sheds would be virtually negligible in South Africa today. Today, the government is simply unable to provide houses uh, uh, to anybody. They are unable to provide land, they are unable to provide, and there's lawlessness yeah. of land invasions all over. And that is a failure of the government. Uh, and foreigners can't help you with that. What, whether you kill them or you take them out in buses, whatever, they are not going to help you with your own incompetence as a government. Yeah. And, and, and several other issues. And that is the racialization of our electoral politics. Um, the IFP is a fundamentally, or at least traditionally seen as a fundamentally Zulu nationalist party, right? And that's been the base, its electoral base for its the entirety of its existence. While the Democratic Alliance is seen as a um, fund a, a white interest party. Can though the two voter bases of those parties buy into this at the same time? The, the um, yeah. So you know, I, I I agree with your identification that you know the the former border bonders, the former national party supporters uh, joined the. 2% of the Liberal Party or the, whatever the DP that was there before. So by and large, the, the bulk of the support of the DA today is the Buddha Bond and the National Party, which whose job is to protect the general white interest. Then the Freedom Front Plus is, is more the conservative party, more the pure pro-Africana type thing. So these are tribal politics. 
and yeah. with politics. Uh, this is the reemergence of the Bantustan mentality, the old South Africa. But yes, and I mean, Hunevald makes this clear that, guys, let's go to the elections first, get a solid, solid support behind your, your, your party of your own people with their own interests and their own values, and then we come together representing these many different values and uh, uh, with support behind us, and we form this coalition. And they are representing those interests. They are not representing national interest. The national interest is formed after by taking from these uh, independent parties. That's, that's, that's how they view things. They are not united ahead of time. You get together for convenience at that time and you remain for the next five, five years for convenience. These are not people who are trying to unite with anybody. They are not a rainbow nation or anything of the kind. Uh, they are actually a federation like the Pandustan system used to operate or the Thai Cameral Parliament used to operate. Yeah. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. 086-000-2032. I'm also taking your WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Sandile, we then have to ask, is it at all possible for the Democratic Alliance, and John Stenazen in particular, to let go of its de facto big brother uh, by sheer size, big brother mentality, boss mentality in this uh, charter? Uh, or is 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 that too much to ask from the Democratic Alliance? Well, it remains to be seen. Um, the we've seen uh, basically basically this is where this is going. Where your question is going to probably take us to that in that coalition or charter, as you might call it. They are going to say who is the best person to lead us, who is going to be acceptable by the public, who is competent enough for, enough for all of us to respect, who is not going to come here with the rights of the firstborn to say I'm, I'm the fourth man here or anything like that, which then means that a person from the smaller party could be elected to lead the whole charter, the whole new coalition. Yeah. Which then means that actually the model in a different version, slightly different version, that except that this time competence has got to be probably emphasized. Uh, the same model that they were saying that a mayor from a smaller party is undesirable, a president from a smaller party is not unthinkable now. Who, not unthinkable who would now. that be? Bantu Alimis and UDM? Look, first of all, if you listen to the Freedom Front Plus, um, they are open to a black president, and they are not supportive of a white president right now. They don't believe the South African population will readily accept a white president. So within that milieu, you then have the likes of... Sabisa, I think, from the IFP. Yeah. You would, you, you might even have somebody we have not seen. You, you then have the likes of Herman Mashaba, and then there are other guys there. Uh, I don't, some of those guys are relatively new to, to some of us who've never listened to them before. 
the, the, so it will be one of the black ties. And but what it means is that Ken Hazen would then understand that it would take him much longer to become the president of this country, even if he has imagined it before. But but what what um, Peter Kroonewald doesn't know is that Johnson Hazen has wet dreams of being the president of the country. That's that's the one thing he thinks he's destined for. In the same way Julius Malema thinks he's going to be president of the country, I don't think the DA would leave that concession very easily on the table. No, look, the the thing about it is that there's enough, not enough time to bicker about that. Two, there's something then then that has, that is probably has been already said in the in that convention. The the DA has not grown fast enough. Uh, instead, in the last election, the DA actually declined. It, yeah. it support actually declined. Now, the problem, from my point of view, with people who have got declining support, which is the DA and the ANC that got declining support, to me, what declining support means is that you are getting less and less mandate and less and less approval. So, if the other smaller parties, such as the EFF, Action SA, are actually growing, and you are declining, and you are saying you are gaining legitimacy to lead, then there's going to be a conflict about that. Because the public, the voting public, is, is starting to move away from you yeah. and coming this way. So uh, you are somebody who is losing mandate, and you want to lead the other parties. When it's clear from the polls that your polls are actually going down, and therefore your approval and mandate is going down. Yeah. And you demand to be the leader on what basis? Yeah. Give us a call. 086-000-2032. Let's go to the lines. Uh, Moses in Uppington. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, Moses. Go right ahead. Yes. Let me tell you about the so-called uh, coalition. They are dreaming that the African National Congress in the EFF will not rule because as far as I see, the EFF is just like the Communist Party. I would rather suggest they should dissolve between the Communist Party and then they should be uh, organizing the proletariat on the ground. And secondly, the ANC will not get less than 60%. Because Sorry, the, did you say the ANC will not get less than 60%? Yes, that's what I'm telling you. Okay. The ANC will not get less than 60%, and uh, there will no, never be a coalition government in this country. That it happens. What happens then is during the, the time of the Zondo Commission, everybody was confused. People was abstaining. They did not vote another for political opposition. They abstained. If they do not vote for it, they do not vote. But surely, but uh, later next year, early next year, come March, February, when the date is announced, then you will see the answer is best because the is now they are starting dancing now around the. Those uh, election issues in local, provincial, and national. We get our, our so-called uh, analysis, good analysis, critical analysis. People looking at these things from a, from a distance, but we, as local as we are sitting and knowing what these things is happening, it will never because they are talking about diversity. What is that diversity? Separate development. Equality will never be there. They look to it. Was that right? They, they chased away the one one African leader. Who's that guy? Uh, is what he he's got to talk about it to central centralize. Then they chase him away because that was Jones and Tony Leon.
don't be so called paper. They're sitting behind this and Helen's here, they chase away the years back to go back. Come and make that thing right. Yeah. That. We don't want that guy there. And we'll get the phrase from. It was that very told by General uh, Constant Fuji. They say 24 plus because they had people who was working on the farms. They are hoping that those people working on the farms will vote for them. And the other part is that Mickey Mouse political parties with their political squabbles. I tell you. Okay. Thank you so much for that, Moses. I really appreciate your call. Uh, Jonathan in Cape Town. Jonathan, go ahead. Good evening. Have a nice show. Uh, Thanks, man. I'd like to know, I'd like to know, as a standalone party, where will the DA, where, where will the DA get votes without the coalition? I can't, I cannot see there's no way they want to vote. Where will the DA, what? Sorry, repeat your question. Where will the DA get extra votes if they stand alone without coalition? <laughs> Do you think they've, I, they've reached the top of their growth potential? That, that's what I think. They, they are not going to get people who are working on the ANC. They're not going to be They're going to be if, if or they make over, over their own party. Okay. They are, the kind of voters they are going to lose to the PA. The minimum kind of voters they're going to lose to the PA. There's another point they're going to lose. Okay. Another thing I want to say is okay. the PA cannot, cannot be the ANC. They don't worry about saying in the opposition. No way they can be the ANC. And no, no one is going to the PA. Okay. Look, Jonathan, thanks for your call. I appreciate it, man. Jonathan calling us there from Cape Town. Sandile, has the DA reached the top of its growth potential? Um, that, that comment is, is not far-fetched because instead of growing, the DA is declining. There, there are problems with the DA. The first one is that the Freedom Front Plus is growing, uh, probably growing better than the DA, but growing at the expense of the DA. Now, what that does is that it pulls the DA towards the Conservative Party or towards the right wing more, to be more legitimate to white. As it does that, it antagonizes the black voters and the black leaders in the party, if you want to call it that. At the same time, you know, I don't know what to call it, but slowly, we've not yet reached that level of very serious political maturity in the so-called colored communities. But new types of leaders, and I'm saying this in particular concerning the Western group, new types of political leaders who are rooted in those communities are actually emerging and taking votes in my yeah. judgment, away from the DA. They may not compare with the likes of Dula Umar or Busak or, or Neville Alexander in Caliber, political maturity. Uh, but they are emerging anyway, and they are succeeding. So the DA and the DA cannot be an out-and-out black political party. Uh, it cannot be. It doesn't want to be that. Not to say it doesn't have the potential to do that. Uh, it cannot do that. But to the extent that it cannot do that, and there's a lot of money in the white votes, and there's a lot of vested interest that needs to be protected, which can be protected through litigation and other things without winning the majority. In power, yeah. And just have front, you know, the likes of Mashaba and so on, other people, black people and so on, who are going to bring that black vote without being in the team. 
and so on. So I think there is a limit to how far the DA can go to the extent that they still want to compete with the, with the, with the, with the right wing. Yeah, yeah. Once you see the, the Freedom Front Plus as your competition, then you are going to be lost. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m.